0: Hello, and welcome to Keep Digging for Life, your seminary on the go. I'm your host, Jason Epps. This past week, I was uh, blessed to attend the Creation Museum and Arc Encounter in Kentucky Kentucky with old friends of mine from Texas. So I thought, before I delve into the nitty-gritty of... Evolution versus creation That I that I was planning on doing uh, We take a little bit of segue And I give uh, my feedback From what I saw at the Creation Museum and Ark Encounter uh, These will be uh, brief podcasts I'll do one on the Ark Encounter One on the Creation Museum And One, maybe two, on the two lectures that I attended while I was there. All right. So, without further ado, let's get digging. The Ark Encounter was finished in 2016. It took them about two years to build. And let me just answer a couple of quick questions. It wasn't intended to float, nor was it really intended to uh, be an exact uh, replica of the Ark. There, There were some things like air conditioning that weren't obviously available in... Noah's Day and the ramps and things leading to the other decks wouldn't be as wide. Uh, so, and before I get into uh, critiques about it, I do want to acknowledge that right off the bat, when you get in there, they say, we're taking uh, artistic liberty with some things. So, Little tongue-in-cheek because they spell it arc-tistic. Like, Noah's arc, yeah. I think that's a little funny, but uh, regardless. Um, So, the things that are, that they do take uh, artistic license with are the inside of the arc. We don't know exactly what it was looked like like and how how it was constructed. Uh, We're not even really sure of the exact shape of the Ark. We know the dimensions because the Bible tells us. But just because one knows the dimensions, it could be anything. Now, they made their best guess by combining it with Practical shipbuilding practices From extra biblical literature But it's still uh, A best educated guess The other thing that is A real bit of a guess Is the uh, Is the names of Noah's sons' wives. We know the sons' names, and we know that they brought their wives, but we don't know the names of Noah's sons' wives. We also don't know the name of Noah's wife. Uh, We also don't know whether or not they practiced any craft on there. In the Ark Encounter, they assign them various crafts, like one works on metalwork, the other is working on carpentry, and so on and so forth. Uh, We also don't know how well their living quarters was was, and how spacious it was, or even on what deck it was located. Uh, In the Ark Encounter, it's located on the third deck, Uh, And it's very um, lavishly furnished. Their logic behind that is Noah did not know how long he would be on the Ark. So they wanted to make themselves as comfortable as possible, which seems likely. Uh, So uh, that is for the... uh, artistic licenses of the Ark Encounter, and in the next segment, I will talk about the totally on point biblical side of the Ark Encounter. Alright, the biblically positive elements of the Ark Encounter. First First and foremost is the dimensions of the Ark. They accurately use those, and it is as long as it should be, and it gives a good impression. It's one thing to look at the measurements on the page of the Bible. It's another thing to actually tangibly experience it. And one good thing I will say is they do differentiate the biblical ark from the fairy tale arc. What do I mean by fairy tale arc? The arc that is most often depicted in kids' storybooks or on walls in children's centers of this uh, little tiny boat with a, a giraffe. Uh, sticking their head out. Um, That is not how the Ark was constructed at all. It was long and very well... uh, wasn't necessarily cramped at all. Uh, The other thing that they uh, answered pretty well regarding the Ark was... How did Noah fit all the animals on? Uh, Well, one, he only had to take two. And two, he probably took juveniles. Babies. Because they take less space and less food. And I'll get into this in my statement about the Creation Museum. But they make a big deal, correct deal, about Noah taking kind so for example he wouldn't need to take a poodle a golden retriever and a wolf he would actually take even the descendant further back of a wolf so all that genetic variation is in what they like to term the canine kind or the giraffe kind and they just use these names Because they're understandable uh, placeholders for us. Not necessarily that that's what they would be called. Um, In general, the Ark Encounter is mainly about the Flood. And discusses the Flood. Uh, They do a couple dioramas predicting what the world... Uh, would have looked like, um, at least as far as its sinful behavior, pre-flood. Because, according to the Bible, the reason why the flood came upon the earth was uh, man's thoughts were only evil all the time. There was no good essentially left. The one thing I wish they would have done is I wish they would have gone into uh, suggesting what the pre-flood environment would have been like. All they essentially said was it was lush. So um, not much to go off from there. Personally, I believe that uh, according to the Bible you had a two kind of sort of canopy system which kept in a lot of atmosphere that enabled people to live longer and to have uh, washer plants that's also uh, I've heard people theorize why you would have fossil fuels in the middle of the desert because fossil fuels are from plants and so the environment was radically different before the flood and If we look at the biblical genealogies, uh, people's lifespans tend to drop off after the flood. I would argue that that's because more radiation is coming in, there's more disease, uh, and so on and so forth. They uh, do mention in one exhibit uh, the possibility of, of Noah creating tools and having tools because the bible affirms that while the world was getting wicked there were technological advancements they do mention they have one exhibit on climate and how they believe that uh the creation museum that there was one ice age essentially caused by the radical changing temperatures of the flood and that ice age, as well as some other factors, created possibilities for animals and people to further uh, spread throughout the globe and cause the earth to uh, break apart. But more about that when I get into the Creation Museum. Uh, one note is they do have a, a plaque there that's talking about climate change. And they make a solid point that the world's climate has always been shifting and changing. And human being use of fossil fuels has not made that much of an impact on the environment. Uh, Counter to what uh, a lot of scientists would say. And they back it up with uh, data and studies as well. One final thing that I really appreciate, and I honestly think it's clever, is they had a fake interview with Noah. With people in his day and how skeptical they were, and they were from a tabloid that posted stories on the wall, and they didn't really believe him. and. No, made the point of, hey, anyone who wants to come on the ark can come on the ark, which was true. I mean, only he and his family were saved, but according to the Bible, he preached for a 100 years, trying to get people to recognize that there was a coming judgment and towards the end they had a companion video which was the same actors but in modern day and they were part of a tabloid which had the same abbreviation but instead of being over skeptical there actually was a um, in that process of them watching it a full presentation of the gospel and very clever about how they did this they had Ray Comfort one of the most well known evangelists deliver it and he did his standard um, presentation of making the case that we're all sinners that we all violated God's law that we cannot attain to it ourselves that we are in desperate need of a savior and but it, we can't just mentally said we have to take a hold of it we have to put on the parachute as he says so and while they didn't expressly say it the uh, skeptical woman uh, journalist in that video made the choice. It seems like that's what they were kind of hinting at towards the end. So I kind of like that kind of bookend comparison and showing the similarities between our day and Noah's day and the limited time for salvation because either A, we don't know when our lives are, are up. We could die the next minute, have heart attack, boom. Or when we also don't know when the end time events are going to occur. So that was a nice comparison to have the sense of urgency. conclusion about the Ark Encounter was it was a fine exhibit it presented it accurately it was um, laser focused in its topic there wasn't much to read and really digest it was more of a visual experience so if that's kind of what you're looking for and that's your Cup of Tea, I would highly encourage it. It it kind of seemed, between the two, I'll get into this when I discuss the Creation Museum, more of a... don't think the Ark Encounter didn't have an evangelistic message to it. It did. Obviously, I just talked about it. But more of its purpose was for uh, Christians and believers to have a sense of realizing how great uh, the Ark was and have a reassurance of how awesome God is. So, I, you know, it was fine. It was good. If you're there in the area anyway, I would recommend it. But at the end of the next podcast, I will compare the two and share what I would prefer given one attraction. All right. Until then, if you have any questions, concerns, please email me, keep thinking for life at gmail dot com, keep digging for life at gmail dot com.